Lucas with PC Kids. This is Ash uh, coming to you from my house and I've got James on the other end with me. Hey guys, how you doing? Are you excited? I'm so excited to be doing this. It's really epic kids. If you don't realize this is a bit of a dream come true for James and I, we have always dreamed of being podcasters and uh, luckily for us, isolation has now made that possible. That is very true. Uh, I've listened to literally thousands of hours of podcasts and the fact that we get to now do one. Yeah, I'm super stoked. Yeah, me too. I'm so looking forward to it. So to give uh, you guys a bit of an idea of what's going to be happening on our podcast each week, uh, we're going to have some Bible stories each week. Uh, I think, have we got some special guests coming on, James? Definitely got some special guests. Uh, There might be some people that the kids already know a little bit, so that's kind of cool too. Oh, fantastic. I can't wait to see who you've lined up. I know you've been working really hard to uh, secure those special guests for us, so looking forward to it. And I think also, if we've got time at the end each week, we'll uh, be answering some of our listener questions. Yeah, very keen to hear from you kids out there. Any questions that you guys have got could be about, you know, what's happening in the world right now. Could just be about God, uh, the Bible, Jesus, uh, anything that you guys can think of that we might be able to help with. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And James, what are some ways that the kids can get their questions to us? Uh, so they can get mum and dad uh, to email either you or myself. So that's uh, ash at gosfordpc.com.au or james at gosfordpc.com.au. Uh, or they can message us or they can even put some stuff up on the uh, Gosford PC Kids uh, Facebook page. We'd love to see some questions there too. Great idea. I think the uh, voice memo apps on our phones might come in handy for recording our questions. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. So before we get started, um, James, I was just wanting to hear what life's been like for you the last few weeks um, and whether or not, like, has there been anything that God's been doing in your life at the moment, something that's been really encouraging? Yeah, sure. So uh, things have definitely changed as they have for most of us. Uh, so I haven't been going into schools uh, anywhere uh, and doing uh, teaching, which I normally do. I normally get to talk to uh, you know dozens, if not over a hundred kids every week about Jesus. So I haven't been getting to do that, which has been sad. But uh, the good news is is that there's been lots of ways that we've been connecting uh, with people over Zoom and doing video conference stuff, and we've still been able to do youth groups. So that's been really cool, and also. I think it's been really good for us uh, who work at church to keep thinking about you know, how we do church and why we do what we do and how we can love people in different ways. And that's always really good to go back to the gospel and the Bible and see what it teaches us about how we can love people. And on top of all that, I've just kind of honestly been enjoying uh, being at home with my family a bit more. I've been working from home for the most part, and it's been great to get to have lunch with everyone and just talk and and hang out and we've got lots of time to talk about more god stuff which has been awesome too yeah that's that's so awesome to hear and i think i'm definitely the same as you i've been really enjoying time at home i'm often crazy busy running around like a headless chook and so i've actually um just found that god's been really speaking to me the last few weeks and helping me to be present in the, each moment and to really take the time to spend time reading his word and praying with him. And 
I think I honestly was quite anxious when we started uh, this isolation process, thinking that I was going to go stir crazy. But uh, I've, yeah, I've actually just been so encouraged by God's word at the moment and um, the opportunity to share that with others online as well. Yeah, no, that sounds terrific. And I think I think lots of people out there are probably finding that just getting the chance to slow down and do something a little bit differently has been kind of refreshing. Like there's obviously lots, mm. of, lots of things that we've lost and it's okay to be sad about that. And, uh, you know, we can deal with that disappointment by going to God and talking to him about that and, and seeing what the scriptures say. But at the same time, it's not a bad thing to be forced to slow down a little bit and spend some more time with God and just really think through what he wants us to be doing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, maybe that's what we will get started with right now, spending some time in God's Word. Sounds good. Okay, we are going to read a story from the Bible now. And just so you know, at the moment, I'm all rugged up in my snug uh, pajamas. I've got my blanket with me. And if you're a little bit like me, you might like to get into a comfortable spot too. So we are going to be reading Luke chapter 23 verses 32 and that is picking up uh, where Jesus is being led out to be crucified on the cross and we're going to finish at Luke chapter 24 verse 35. I thought this was a fitting passage James because uh, something's coming up this week. It is. It's Easter, which is awesome. It's Woo-hoo! it's it's kind of weird to be doing Easter a bit differently, to be doing Easter from our living rooms and at home and that sort of stuff. But it's still Easter. It's still a chance to reflect about uh, Jesus's death and resurrection and everything that he's done for us. Mm. And so I'm still excited about it, even though it's going to look a little bit different this year. Yeah, definitely. Me too. So if you would like to read along with me, I am reading from an NIV Bible. So we're going to start at Luke chapter 23, verse 32. Okay, so Ash, we're going to do the thing where you read one word and then I read one word, or are you just going to read the whole thing? Oh, well, I do like the sound of my own voice. Okay, okay. All right, we'll go with that. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Maybe I should throw it over to you at chapter 24. How's that sound? All right, sounds good. Cool. All right. Okay, Luke 23, verse 32. both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, and they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others! Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. 
It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. All right, and now continuing on from chapter 24, verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again? Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. 
They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. I love this story. It's, um, I mean, it's the whole foundation for our faith, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if Jesus hadn't died on the cross and risen again, then we'd still be stuck in our sins. We wouldn't know that Jesus was really God. So it, it's all there in this one little story. Yeah, for sure. And I, um, something that I find really interesting, I, I still can't wrap my head around every time I read this, is just how long it takes for people to realize that it's Jesus mm, risen from yeah. the dead. Um, like in verse, I think it's 25. Yes, it said, he said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And it, it's just such a great reminder that through all of the Old Testament, um, the prophets who were messengers from God were predicting that Jesus was going to come and save us from our sin, that he was going to raise from the dead. But even though people had heard this over and over again, or, you know, passed down from generations, they still, when it finally happened, were still waiting for it. Yeah, absolutely. And the the thing that you said there about the slowness of them recognizing it, it it's true. It, it, it really sort of jumps out. But I think that it says something about uh, the, the transformation that takes place and that Jesus is the, the first of those who are going to come back from the dead. And there's just something so different about it that, it, you know, it took them a while just to be able to see uh, that it was really mm. him and everything that that, that means for us. So it, it's pretty crazy. But what I love uh, about this story uh, is always for me, uh, the thief on the cross next to Jesus, who yeah. when he uh, looks at Jesus and you've got the one thief who's, who's cursing him, but the other one looks at him and, and just realizes this is no ordinary man. And just, you know, with such... Uh, hope just says, please remember me. And Jesus gives him that word of comfort that, you know, because he's had faith in him, uh, he will be with him in paradise. And that just always gets me that the, the comfort of knowing that when we trust Jesus, then we can know that we're going to get to be with him forever. Yeah, that is so awesome, isn't it? And I love too that 
it's a criminal. It's it's not someone who was glorious mm. or rich or who was, um, you know, it wasn't a Pharisee who was trying to obey all the laws. It was someone who had had broken a lot of society's laws and was an outcast and was being sentenced to death. And yet Jesus looked on him with um, with mercy and with grace because he recognized him and acknowledged him as savior. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, no, it's it's great. And there's so much there. And I encourage you kids to to read it for yourself to to think. Maybe you want to write down or underline in your Bible uh, what you know jumps out at you, what you think is really cool, or if there are any questions that you've got. Uh, like we said, you can send them in to ask it, Mum and Dad, to do that. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. Well, up next, uh, we have got a special guest to be here with us. Now, I think that uh, some of you who join us at Gosford PC regularly would probably be pretty familiar with this guy. And without any further ado, I want to introduce, that's right, the one, the only, Surfer Steve. What's up, my dudes? It's your most radical bro, Surfer Steve here, riding this awesome sound wave into your ears. Oh. Boogie Boy to Brad and was telling me about this most excellent Bible verse the other day, which like totally blew my mind. I know. Uh, so you know, I just had to share this stuff, man. So, the BV, which stands for Bible verse, <laughs> pretty chill, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. It came from, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6, which says, my guys, don't worry about anything, oh, but pray about everything, yeah, with thankful hearts, offer up your prayers and requests to God, oh, righteous, right, I've been doing that all week, my guys, and I tell you what, what? I've truly had the most righteous and radical peace and comfort in my heart. Yes. Tell your parents to keep an eye out on the church Facebook group page this week, my guys, because Boogie Boy to Brad and I are coming out with the most excellent content just for you kiddos. Righto, till then, see you soon, my bros. Stay surfy. Thank you so much, Sir, for Steve. Thank what you a guy. for giving up your time. What a guy. He's a gnarly dude. Uh, isn't he? Gnarly, radical, bodacious. These are all words I associate with Sir for Steve. <laughs> uh, do you reckon, James, we've got time for a Absolutely question? Absolutely not. No, no, I'm kidding. Of course we do. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I um, received a voice message this week from the one and only Michael McCann from Blaze Group. Hi, Michael. Michael McCann. Shout out to Michael. Michael McCann. Thank you so much for sending in your question, Michael. And um, when I got to listen to your question, it really resonated with me. Um, I think we're all feeling this question at the moment and it's probably popped up into our heads a couple of times so just a reminder before we listen to michael's question if you have any questions at all that you would like us to answer on this podcast make sure that you get your parents to record you asking it and sending it to us in an email and uh, you might just find yourself guest starring on our podcast so let's take a listen to michael's question if God loves us so much, why would he let coronavirus and COVID-19 happen to us? Yeah, that is that is a really good question, Michael. All right. So 
I think, guys, whenever we get a question like this, where we see something happening in the world that is bad or difficult, it's always important to remember that we don't know everything and that a big part of what we're going to have to do is trust God. But there are parts of the Bible that help us to understand some of what he's doing. We know that God often uses hard or difficult things to grow us, uh, to work faith inside of people, to help us to learn to trust him more and more. Uh, and one of the things that the Bible promises to us absolutely is that God uses all things for the good of those who love him. So that's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. But God also understands that when things like this happen, it's hard for us. And so you shouldn't be worried or feeling uh, bad or worried or scared if you're doubting or you're not sure what's going on or you can't totally understand why God is doing this. Uh, God knows that and he says to us that what he wants from us is to us to trust him and to keep looking at Jesus so that we know that he's good. But at the end of the day, what we can say is that God is going to use all things uh, for us to do good to us, for those who trust him. And at the same time, when things like this happen in the world, it's part of his judgment on the fact that the world has been sinful, that this world is not completely the way that it's meant to be, that people have made uh, decisions to turn away from God and that that's brought sin into the world. Now, we can't say that anybody who gets COVID-19 or anybody who dies or gets sick or anything like this, we can't say that they're being directly punished by God for their sin. But what we can say is because sin has come into this world, there's all sorts of bad things. But the good news is, is that Jesus came into this world to start a new one, to start a new world where there'll be no more sin and no more death and no more pain. And so we wait for Jesus to come back and finish the job. We wait for him to come back and remake the earth and everything in it. And until then, what Jesus wants us to do is to keep trusting him, to keep trusting in the promises that he's made to us, that we can have eternal life with him. He wants us to keep trusting that even though there are bad things in the world, that he is good and that one day we're going to be able to see him face to face and that we're not going to have to worry or question that uh, in any way, shape or form because we'll see him completely clearly. Uh, and so I think that's that's as far as we really want to go. We don't want to uh, you know, try and claim that we can know too much. Ultimately, we're going to have to trust God. But we know that he makes a promise to us that he's going to use even bad things like COVID-19 uh, to do good for us and to do good for him too. So it's a great question, Michael. And, and if you guys want to ask more questions or follow that up a little bit more, uh, you are welcome to. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, thanks, James. That really, I don't know, I found that really, really comforting. And Something else that I was thinking about this week and I just wanted to sort of run it by you was that um, I find great comfort in the fact that Jesus um, knows our pain. He knows our fears and what we're going through. And uh, when he was sent to earth, he was both fully God and fully man and he has experienced so many of our human emotions. And so he is a, um, a God who empathises with us and um, who... Yeah, just wants us to pour out our concerns to him. And I think it's a comfort to know that it's okay to feel those things. Even um, Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, right before he knew he was going to be taken away to be crucified, um, he prayed to God and he was saying, you know, Lord, if there is any other way, any other way to um, to fulfill your wishes, then please let it be. Um 
but yet not my will, but yours, Lord. And so um, when he says that, he is still saying, Lord, even though this is scary and I don't want to have to go through this, I trust you. I trust that your plan is good um, and that everything ultimately is for his glory. And so I find that really comforting just to know that it's okay to feel those things um, and Jesus knows. Yeah, absolutely. That's well. a great point to remember that when we think about uh, why would God let something happen in this world? He's the same God who came into this earth as Jesus and lived like mm. one of us and took on human form and he knew pain and suffering himself. And so he's not distant or removed from us. He's close to us and he understands what it's like. And so he he's not up in the sky saying, trust me from some distant place far away. He's the same Jesus who was with us. And it's more like he's walking next to us saying, trust me, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, James. That was really helpful. Well, James, I think I can safely say we have survived. Oh, we didn't just survive, Ash. We thrived. I'm sure of it. We did it. <laughs> we definitely thrived. I think we sounded incredibly. Yeah. Cool. It's it's um almost like we've been waiting for this moment our yes exactly lives. i know it's and i just want you to know i totally have not been practicing or looking in the mirror you know listening that would be embarrassing i would never do that not. no not pretending to have a podcast before one no i mean existed. i might have you know maybe just practiced a little bit but not much not much yeah that's right just an yeah. intro <laughs> Well, thank you so much for tuning into our first podcast, kids. Um, as you can tell, we are so excited to be able to keep doing this every week. And we hope that um, you've been able to find some encouragement from the things that we've talked about this week. Uh, and please remember to send us some questions. We are so keen to hear what's um, on your mind, what's in your heart, and be able to give you answers that direct you back to yeah, God. Yeah, awesome. That's exactly right. And you know what, guys, just to finish off, one of the, the best things that we can still do together whether we're in the same room or not is pray together and so i'm going to lead us in prayer for us to finish off let's mm. let's pray dear god thank you that you love us thank you that you've shown your love for us in jesus thank you lord that at easter time we see particularly how through your death and resurrection uh, we can know that you care for us and have given us grace and mercy because why else would jesus come into this world and die the death that he did uh, unless he truly loved us. And we thank you, Father, that through your resurrection, we can see that you defeated death. We can see that all your promises are good. We can see that you're powerful and that we can trust you. And we just pray, Father, that in this time when there's lots of changes and with COVID-19 and all sorts of things happening around us, uh, that we would keep trusting you, that we'd know that even though there are bad things that happen in this world, you've shown us how good you are through Jesus and we can trust you no matter what. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, see you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.